I forgot to think of a cold opening. Well, anyways, we're Paths of Fear. <laughs> that, was a, that was a good transition, right? Yeah. So we're Paths of Fear, uh, the weekly podcast, or ideally weekly podcast. <laughs> the that, ideally weekly podcast. <laughs> that uh, explores horror movies as well as the opinions of our audience as we go into them. I'm Marshall. And I'm Ian. And today we're checking out Anonymous Animals. Or I guess last week we checked out Anonymous Animals. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> or a week and a half ago we checked out Anonymous yeah. Animals. <laughs> and now we're going to talk about it. That's right. Um, and it, it won for our French-speaking horror movie theme, uh, even though no, no one talks in this movie. So I guess technically I, I, it could be any language. I, um, I thought that, dude, I, I told everyone, we're not using subtitles for this movie. You freaking idiots. And they're like, how dare you? I need subtitles. <laughs> I was like, no, you don't. <laughs> Stupid. <laughs> um, but anyways, uh, this movie came out in 2020, and it was written and directed by Baptiste Ruveri. Well, what, what are some uh, first impressions of this movie for you, Ian? Do, wait, do we give the teaser first, don't we? Yeah, we do give the teaser first. Oh, it's, it's been, been a while. too long. Yeah. I know. We just forget. I wasn't even good at it then. <laughs> Sorry, this is just terrible. <laughs> <laughs> All right. A fog crawls through a rural countryside. Otherworldly groans echo through the forest. A small group of people cautiously make their way through the trees, wary of whoever or whatever follows them. Elsewhere, a half-naked and bloodied man lies on the side of the road, chained to a tree. Fear lingers as escape has become impossible as everyone is stalked by unknown beasts, hunted by anonymous animals. Absolutely wonderful. So what'd you think of the movie, Ian? Um, unfortunately for me, I thought this movie was, uh, was just really bad, to be honest. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, um, I, I struggled to find anything about it that I did like. Uh, so yeah, that's, uh, yep, that's how I feel. Um, I give it a two out of 10. <laughs> a two out of 10. Okay. Ian. uh, I have been watching artsy movies that were much more artsy than this for a ridiculous amount of time now. And this is just scratching the surface of what some of them have to have. <laughs> some, some of them are just shapes thrown at you on a screen and they're like, so wasn't that beautiful? And you're like, that was stupid. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but I think I have to give it some points because it maintained my interest as to what was going on with our human characters. Like, so what are where are we going to be exposed to next without any dialogue? And with and I think that's a really hard thing to do in a movie. Uh, I know that Europe has this thing where they don't have screenwriters quite as often as we do here in the states. Um, something that I know that there's a team trying to like kind of get that changed, but. 
that very much shows in this movie. This was very much just like the director's movie. Mm-hmm. Um, you could tell he told the actors like, hey, you guys are scared cattle in that truck. Be be scared. <laughs> like, OK, exact words, but in French. Yeah. They're like, but OK. <laughs> um, <laughs> baguettes. <laughs> yes, French. Yeah. <laughs> we baguette. <laughs> oh, gosh. Um, <laughs> I, I speak some French, so I actually I know what I'm saying. But, um, <laughs> yeah, clearly. <laughs> But yeah, it's a uh, it maintained my interest, which I found impressive. As for its purpose, I think it's weird that this is the way to say like this is how you treat animals, because it's no secret that that's how animals are treated. But we all know there's horrific ways animals are treated, um, and some of them aren't even that horrific. They just seem horrific if we put a human in their space. Yeah. So I feel like its its goal was make them sympathetic for animals and. What they ended up leaving me with was like, that was kind of neat. So, yeah, that's that's where I stand on it. Um, Oh, so so what's your score? uh, Wait, I said, didn't I say five out of ten? Did I not say that? I don't think so. I feel like I did. You might (gasps) have. Go back and listen. (laughs) I'll I'll go back. (laughs) And and you know what? If I don't find it, I'm leaving this in and and you're going to be embarrassed. No. Yeah. Um. Our audience left it with a score of 3.4. So they actually did land in the middle of us. Funny enough. <laughs> there you go. Um, we had scores as low. We had a lot of twos, but we had some fives and sixes as well. So yeah, it was it was an interesting movie. I wouldn't recommend it to like most anybody. It's a very niche recommendation of like, if I were at like a party and they're like, I really wish I could sympathize with animals more and possibly see things with animal heads. I'd be like, oh my God, I have the movie. <laughs> this is perfect. But it's it's not anything I would just recommend off the top of my head. And I, and I guess briefly, I think the problem that I ended up having with this movie is it did not keep my attention. I was extremely bored. And secondly, I thought its message um, was it was not compelling or it's at least its delivery of the message was not compelling. Yeah, it was it was a weird thing. The The message really just fell through. If yeah. there even was supposed to be a message, maybe we're reading into it too hard and you just wanted to do this. But um, mm-hmm. yeah. So, do you want to give us a summary, Ian, and we'll talk about it in further detail? Yes, I will give my will do my best to give a summary of the silent movie. <laughs> An old man walks through a thick fog, approaching a seemingly stuffed fox. Blood drips from the fox's mouth before the screen cuts to black. An unnamed man struggles against the chain, tethering him by the neck to a nearby tree. He pulls at it hopelessly until he hears a car approaching down the adjacent dirt road. The man hides from the stranger who exits the vehicle, revealing that he has the body of a man with the head of a dog. A trio of people moves cautiously through the dark woods, seemingly worried about the peculiar groans emanating from the forest around them. The entity stalking them is alerted to their presence, and the trio disperses. One of them runs and hides, but is approached from behind by an antlered humanoid. The man who had been tethered to the tree is now in the back of the dogman's car, still collared, but no longer chained. He's being taken somewhere. A humanoid with the head of a deer stands in a clearing, a rifle at his side, waiting in the thick fog. A large group of people stand in the back of a truck, 
not a word spoken amongst them. The truck comes to a stop and the back swings open, revealing a dark and foreboding industrial barn. The people shift uncomfortably before a blinding light shines into the back and a threatening bullheaded man steps into the truck, shoving everyone into the barn. The colored man is now inside the dogman's house, still terrified and confused. The dogman leans him over a stool. The man fears he will be hurt, but instead, the dogman begins applying ointment over the wounds covering the man's back. Back at the barn, the people are herded through to their enclosure. One of them decides to stand his ground, and he turns to face the bull man. The bull man unsheaths his cattle prod and stabs the disobedient human, knocking him to the ground. He stumbles back to his feet and makes a run for the fence, but is thrown back when it electrifies him. The bull man drags the now unconscious human away, leaving the rest of the people locked inside the enclosure. Meanwhile, the dogman meets with a horseman outside his house, receiving a mysterious and bloody bucket. He brings this bucket to the collared man, scooping from it a fleshy mass, which he serves to the dogman on a metal disc. The collared man falls to his knees in front of it and feasts in ravenous desperation. After much time has passed and many empty bloody buckets have piled up, the collared man has filled out. The dog man sits impatiently, seeming to be assessing his captured human. Shortly after, the dog man is once again driving the collared man somewhere mysterious. While still nervous, the collared man has been healed, clothed, and fed, and is no longer the scarred pup he once was. Night approaches, as does the destination of the dog man and his pet. Upon arrival to this unfamiliar place, the collared man is led by his chain to a small and decrepit room, where he is chained to the wall. The man is once again consumed by fear and confusion. Elsewhere, one of the humans captured and imprisoned by the cattleman makes an escape, managing to slowly slip under the electrified enclosure just before the cattleman returns. The cattleman seems to notice she's missing and takes out his cattle prod in anger. He stabs the remaining captured humans with it, knocking them all to the ground while the escaped woman sits behind cover, holding back tears. Once she gets a hold of herself, the woman dashes for the barn's exit, though struggles with its unlocking mechanisms. The cattleman notices this and chases after her, eventually finding her huddled behind the horseman. The horseman stands up against the cattleman and takes the woman from him. As he appears to be taking the woman to the barn exit, he takes out a bolt gun and swiftly shoots her in the head, killing her instantly. He then drags her limp body to the butchering room. Eventually, a bear man comes to the collared man's room and drags him across the grounds by the chain. He is taken into a small and run-down barn, where his chain is staked to the ground. In the corner, a group of dog people seem to be making bets including the man's owner. Another man is brought in, his chain staked to the ground as well. He stands unashamedly, a long blood stain flowing from his mouth and down his chest. The bear man stands between them and initiates the fight with a mighty roar. The bloody man immediately tackles and pins the collared man to the ground. The collared man manages to escape out from under him and runs to his owner, hugging him frantically. 
The dogman seems somewhat sorrowful, but does not help his pet. The bear man drags the collared man back out to the ring and into the clutches of the bloody man. After a fight for survival, the collared man injures the bloody man, causing him to stumble back. As he does, the collared man returns to his owner, this time refusing to let go, despite all the other dog people trying to pry him away. Eventually, the goat man signals to the bear man, who then grabs an axe and brings it ruthlessly down on the collared man. Later, the bloody man can be seen being driven somewhere in the back of a van. The horseman in front, meat buckets lining the side, and a lifeless and covered body lying on the floor. The man is brought to the side of a large cattle barn, where he's hosed off. He's then sat down just outside the butcher's room, while the horseman presumably works on cutting up the collared man. Seeing the horseman distracted and the barn door wide open, the man sprints for the exit and escapes the barn. The cattleman runs for the door and roars in anger after the escaped human. The deer man, once standing motionless with his rifle equipped in the misty clearing, loads his weapon upon hearing the cattle's roar and runs into the forest. After a long chase, the roles are reversed, and the man now chases the deer, the rifle in his hands. Now only meters behind, he puts the rifle to his shoulder and fires. I'd say you did a bang-up job of that summer, Ian. Yeah, bang-up. <laughs> it's kind of a weird word for, um, or weird adjective to describe uh, a decent job, like bang-up. I know. I know, it is a weird one. Yeah. I don't. Well, it feels like it came from like a mechanic's garage, you know, where he like fixed a truck that was never supposed to run again. <laughs> and they're like, wow, that's a real bang-up job there. And I was like, yeah, that's a perfect description. So yeah, I think that the only reason I could stay interested in this movie was because I do think the actors actually did a pretty good job. Our human actors playing the roles of these humans in animal positions, mm-hmm. uh, they were they were believable. They, no, they didn't have like backstory or anything, but like I could I could tell what was going on and I understood the emotion they were conveying, uh, and I felt that emotion with them to a degree. Uh, particularly the man that was chained to the tree in the beginning, uh, who was I'm I'm just gonna call him Dog because that's the easiest thing I could think of. Mm-hmm. But uh, so Dog was. Very unafraid of just like putting out those animalistic qualities on screen, which I thought was really cool. Uh, I feel like there's actually like kind of a bit of studying that went into his acting because I think he really kind of nailed the dog impressions, if you will. He'd be great at charades. He would. Oh, my God, dude. He he couldn't be on your team. He would make the party unfair. (laughs) Uh, I was always kind of interested in like the dog fighting. Like it was there was this idea of just like what's going on here? Like what what exactly are we bringing brought into being brought into here? Um, And what I found the most interesting was when he was forced to fight the other human and he kept trying to run to who he saw as his like master, his owner, his friend. Yeah. Uh, And I actually felt sympathy for him like you would feel for a dog, which was the strangest feeling to have. Like towards another human. Yeah, it just felt like wrong to have it in some way, but it's what I was feeling. I was like, this is. I don't know if this is like some kind of weird thing that I need to self-analyze about myself or if this is what they're going for. <laughs> but here we are. So tell me where tell me where things fell off for you, Ian. 
Yeah. Well, I mean, I I do want to comment on um, the dog storyline because uh, one of one of the problems I had was there were there were so many storylines um, to follow. You know, it, mm-hmm. it was really like a mishmash of like an anthology of different stories uh, with the same concepts applied to them. Um, yeah. So kind of like a, a mashup of shorts. And the short that I thought was the best was the dog one. And maybe if we had just had that storyline, even though even as short as it was, um, I think I actually would have enjoyed it a lot better. But I think where this movie, there's two places where it fell through. The first one is the the characters were just, they weren't developed. And of course, they couldn't say anything, right? Like, you know, that, that was intentional. Like, they, they, they couldn't say anything, silence. Um, but they gave me no reason to care about any of the human beings they didn't establish relationships between the humans that were in groups like there were there were no relationships among those humans they were like it, it felt like they were just strangers huddled together right which again uh, may be the point but the problem is that there was no way for me to develop a connection or to really feel sympathy for any of these people because they gave me nothing to work with character wise and again i i think you could have done it without them talking but you have to give me something like like showing that they showing that they're human basically yeah no I, we needed to understand them to a better degree and be able to sympathize with them because that them being human in this situation isn't enough we needed yeah. to see like in the scene where they're being herded like cattle we needed to see a mother and a daughter or something exactly um, exactly being separated something like that no we yeah I, I agree we do we did need to feel that tragedy some even if that's not exactly what happens to animals play with it a little bit and give us give us those ties that we can relate to even if they aren't exactly what the animals go through otherwise in a weird way what you're showing is that basically why we don't feel sympathy for the animals because you're not actually humanizing them i mean and in a way that is looking at it from like this perspective of like well i guess they are animalizing the humans but it's in a way which isn't actually helping the case that they're talking about yeah, I, I hear you. At the end of the day, we're humans uh, trying to be invested in a story about humans. And so it just doesn't work if we can't actually be invested. Well, let me uh, let me get into it real quick. One thing that does bother me is, uh, is that <laughs> there was the human standing in for a deer and the elk head person chasing them through. Or I guess it's a reindeer because it was in France. I don't really know what they have there. <laughs> but um, they... Uh, the reindeer was chasing the human, which you can't do that for the like that is you just do not chase the deer or the elk or whatever. Whenever it's running, for the, you, you you don't keep up. It is gone. You get the shot and that's it. that's why you have a ranged weapon, mm-hmm. at least in modern day Um, it, way back in the past. Yes, we would have like run for days to keep up with them or whatever. Today, that is not what we do in the slightest. We use our gun. We wait in the meadow and then we shoot them when they go in the meadow. And that's that's hunting. So that was, that was weird. It actually kind of relates to what I was going to say um, that the second problem was, which is that the the situations that they put these humans in, um, where they were supposed to take the place of the animals that they were being abused by, is that they were weird. Um, they weren't realistic. It's just, just like the deer running scene um, or like the cattle scene. Like There were times when it felt like uh, the human was being abusive just to be abusive. But in the case of what animals actually go through, it's not that people just want to be mean people. It's just that what they're doing happens to 
really be terrifying for the animals. Yeah. There's there's not malicious intent behind it, right? It's just business or it's um or like, you know, in hunting it's you know, it, there's there's sport behind it. Like it's not just uh straight up abuse. This also this also goes into why I did not find the message. And by the way, I assume that the message for this movie and it felt very strong to me, a very obvious message, kind of in your face message, which was basically Animal abuse is wrong, and no one disagrees with that. Everyone knows that animal abuse is wrong. I guess I guess what I'm trying to get to is that the actual situations they were in weren't as bad as they actually can be and weren't as scary as they can be. Because if you've seen actual footage of animals being processed, it's extremely scary. And looking at it from that perspective, putting a human in that uh, environment should be extremely scary. But this movie failed to deliver on that. Uh, the scenarios that it put the people in, they didn't seem to really apply to reality. That's what made ended up making the message so mixed up and kind of just, I mean, it fell flat. I think it was, it was very surf, surface level knowledge of the process that made, I feel like, yeah, they had this idea, but they didn't put in the research behind it to make it real for the audience. And, and I think that's the problem. It's just very unhelpful and just not. It's not inspiring. Yeah, it's it's not inspiring. It's not compelling. It's not complex. Um, It's very cut and dry. It's just a very simple message. You know, meat is murder or something. And it's just it just doesn't. It doesn't work. <laughs> yeah, it, we needed to see. We needed a we needed a time to get attached to these people, reasons to get attached to these people, and we needed to see them actually go through a real story to be attached to them. I get that for sure. Yeah. I can't imagine the budget for this movie was a crazy amount. No. <laughs> so I don't know if they could have packed the whole barn up or anything, but uh, totally. I think there were other things you could have done with the group of people you did have, though. And I th- I think what they could have done with a low budget, you can follow one animal. Or, or maybe just one group of animals um, and have them go through a specific journey together or by themselves or whatnot, put more attention to detail to make it realistic. And, uh, and it, it will be scary because it is uh, in real life. For some reason, this reminds me of the dog storyline, uh, which I, if, if we were going to go with only one storyline, I think that was the best one. Yeah. But even that one, it seems that the storyline is uh, this dog man picks up this dog human who's been chained to a tree somewhere. He brings him back home and he takes care of him and he feeds him. And I guess his plan all along, or maybe he ran out of money, I don't know, but he decides I'm going to bring my dog human to the dog human fighting ring um, to make some extra bucks. Again, this is where the message gets muddled because it's like, I mean, if you wanted, you could make the message that like owning dogs is wrong, which would be a very silly message. But instead it goes for like dog fighting rings are wrong. And it's like, yeah, but no one's arguing otherwise, right? Like that's not a complex issue. There's no real commentary you can make there. You can make you can make commentary on like neglect of, of animals and like things like that, like things that they actually go through but something that cut and dry is like no that's something that bad people do yeah i uh i feel like so 
my interest was maintained simply through interest alone of like, what is what's going to happen here? How do we get that? And the dog storyline, it does that by changing up the feeling, which is a good movie. It'll, a movie's divided up in like a whole bunch of different kinds of sequences, um, scenes, uh, acts and all that. Um, but each, we always see a change of attitude between the dog and the person. He's skeptical of him at first, starts to trust him. And then we start seeing the dog person be picked on by his friends. And the way I interpreted it was he's look, he's out like getting dogs for this dog fighting because it's what him and his pals do. And mm-hmm. when he brings the dog, he's kind of the runt uh, for lack of a better term of his friend group. He's always getting picked on. He's kind of the screw up. And this is another example of his screw up was this dog caring about him. So while it does, I feel like, yes, uh, by default, it is saying dog fighting is wrong. I feel like what they were trying to do was almost kind of a call to action of just like, hey, be more involved in this cause. But the, then they didn't back it up with a cause to get involved in or something. Right. So had they given us something behind the reasoning for showing us this, I would have been more about it. But that's also kind of just what more experimental side film does is show us this weird stuff that doesn't quite need a reason. And uh, one of my teachers that was finally willing to admit the truth about experimental uh, films told me like, sometimes you do it just to experience it and know what you're looking at and understand other media through its lens, but it's going to be boring as shit. (laughs) And I was like, yeah, that's about it. So I feel like in the world of film, it was something that like this guy did and it was something put out there that says something, even if that's really muddled or whatever it is, it's proof proof that he can proof that it works and to a degree and it was really just a movie with a little idea thrown together i feel like there wasn't a crazy amount of thought thrown into this which i think happens when you don't have like a proper screenplay yeah which i i will almost guarantee you this doesn't there are two scenes in the movie that i can't quite understand their meaning and we talk about them in the surveys and we'll get to that later but i want to i want to talk about it between us our opening scene of the old man walking through the fog and seeing that fox, the stuffed fox with its a drop of blood falls out of its mouth. What do you think that is? What it what hat? Why? Because um, that's a scene I can't I can't for the life. Of, like the rest of the movie is pretty cut and dry and meaning like uh, doing bad stuff to animals is wrong. Uh, care about it. Don't do bad stuff. Here's life from the perspective of these animals. But I don't like it's an introduction of sorts, but I don't exactly understand what it's saying. I can kind of make up some artsy stuff, but I don't know. So I I would say that and this is based off the end of the movie um, when the elk is chasing the guy through the forest, you know, and he gets shot. Mm -hmm. But the thing so right before he gets shot. Yeah, we see the reversal of roles. Yeah, the elk shooting turns back into a human. And so it's a human shooting an elk. And I think the start of the movie then, just by that logic, probably starts the other way around. So I don't know, maybe it was a guy who killed a fox and then, you know, roles reversed. The artsy reason I can think of, because this fox like looked agitated, even though it was like all taxidermied up and whatever. Um, it looked agitated and there was a drop of blood from its mouth. So I felt like it was almost introducing us to the world that this fox was imagining of just like, what if people were in our situation? Um, or it was almost out of like spite because of that. Mm. Um, so that, that's the best I can come up with. 
if that is the case by some crazy chance, uh, it was very unclear. And I think that's where the film gets just too artsy because the rest of it, it's, it's artsy, it's, but it's still followable by a regular audience. That part just doesn't, that, that doesn't fit. It doesn't fit with the rest of the theme. The reversal at the end was the other thing I want to talk about because it does fit. It fits better than that first scene. Mm-hmm. It makes sense that we saw it, but that first scene doesn't do anything for us. It just is. And it's a well shot scene. Uh, it's interesting to look at, but in the grand scheme of the movie, it isn't much of anything. So yeah, that's that's where I sit with that scene. I was very curious if you had anything for that. But I'm glad you caught the reversal because it's kind of it's a quick blink of the eye. So I'm, I was curious about who caught it. Yeah, and and and, and that's actually um, so. There were two things I enjoyed about this movie. Um, that's I thought that the animal heads were really well done. Um, I thought they were quite effective. They were really creepy. Uh, they did a good job of showing us just enough of them to sort of keep that uh, keep them feeling possibly real your your imagination was able to feel the gap yeah so i thought that was well done second thing is the ending i thought that the the role reversal um was quite good the only issue you know this can come down to budget but i think what they were missing is we didn't actually see the role reversed of the man running he wasn't turned back into an elk and i think if we had had a last shot showing the elk dead on the ground that would have been a much more effective ending shot. I, and I think the reason why I, I wanted that is because the movie everywhere else failed to actually garner sympathy from me. So I, I think that's what I was like missing. And I think that the ending could have delivered that. I, yeah, I do feel like it tried to, got, like even if it didn't effectively do it, it was trying to garner sympathy for these humans uh, in the place of animals. So put the animal there as the vessel for that sympathy, sympathy to go to in the end. Yeah. Um, and I, th- I do agree that would have been effective. And actually, the first time I saw this movie, I watched it like maybe a week before we watched it for a school assignment and it, or for a research paper. They didn't. The school didn't assign me this movie. So um, you cheated on us. You cheat on the podcast. I can't believe it. Yeah, I, I, I wrote a research paper on this movie. So oh you're right. Gosh. Yeah, I'm, I'm an expert. No, I think I wrote three sentences about this. <laughs> um, <laughs> it was it was a small tidbit in the grand scheme of things. Right. I compared it with a couple other like anthropomorphic animal movies. Um, but I was actually falling asleep the first time. Not be, like I was I was interested and I was studying it, but without dialogue and with like just this really well shot stuff, even if you don't like the movie, it is admittedly well shot. It is. And it's very tranquil when it wants to be. It uh I was falling asleep to it, and so you know when you're falling asleep and your mind kind of fills in some gaps. Mm-hmm. I completely thought that the ending, they did go back and show the elk. And like I was rewinding, trying to find the elk again that I saw. But like my mind just put that in there because it made so much sense there. Yeah. So, yeah, I agree. It was disappointing that they didn't show that. And geez, even if it is a budget thing, people hunt. You can ask someone to like just just put a deer down. You can ask to follow a hunter. Yeah. And like show a picture of an actual dead deer, probably. Yeah. I think you I'm... could probably get away with that on a film. But yeah, I just I think that would have really tied the movie together well. So I 100% agree with you on that. Um, I was very curious. Are there are humans fish in this world? Are they birds? Do we have water breathing humans? <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to see it. I kept waiting. For you know, there was an interesting thing. It seemed like the animal heads of, of these or anamorphic animals changed based on the role that they were filling that usually a human would fill. Uh, so like for the cattle, 
I think it was. Um, yeah, it was like a bull. Yeah, it was a hurting bull. them and all. Yeah. Yeah, and like with the dog man, it was a dog. <laughs> um, you know, again, it's role reversal. I mean, that's what it is. But then when they went to the dog fighting ring, there was like a, a goat, and and then there was a bear. I don't think there are bears or goats, you know, hanging around dog fighting rings. That that's usually the kind of like feel of the place. Actually, they keep grizzlies and specifically those like goats that uh fall over when they get scared they keep those around <laughs> it's just just, just yeah. it around the dog fighting ring. yeah it's it's for ambiance really <laughs> yeah you gotta set a good tone for it <laughs> but yeah th- i think that just when they just dropped other or like the horse was there i could kind of see the horse because they do get killed like that especially in other places but but then why is the horse well. doing the the butchering do, do do we butcher horses generally like no not not as much as we know probably not, not, i imagine there's a lot more horse butchering than <laughs> not, not generally been. i mean so it's just it just um it seemed like they had a very specific theme and like role reversal which made sense but then it seemed like they also just threw random horses in there because i mean like the horse i think was a butcher and then he like brought meat to the the guy who was feeding his dog that meat so i mean is that supposed to represent uh, a a human selling black market horse meat or something i do agree that it was weird because they they're definitely encompassing or embodying kind of like a personality there like the bear uh, the first time we see the bear, he does like this huge roar, and you can tell he's kind of like the top dog. He's big boss. Um, I yeah. would have been better represented by a traditionally like alpha dog, like a uh, big pity or something, like a mean looking yeah. Rottweiler. But no, I agree. It was weird that they hop back and forth between meaning and personality for how the animals were represented. I think that's the issue. Like you were saying with the screenplay, it is very easy to tell that this story lacks proper structure. And for me, that that's just a it's just a giant issue for me. I love tight writing, and when it when I watch something like this, it just it feels like there's a lot of work that's missing. Yeah, uh, like like with the research of like eh, this doesn't seem like it's you know what what we've actually seen um, with animals. Like this seems like someone's guess because they know animal abuse is bad, so they're trying to come up with some scenarios. So like it just seems like work wasn't done that should have been done to actually make this as best as it could be yeah i think i think it really boils down to that as well i think that in the end it comes out to a movie that's like that's a weird watch if you're not any kind of film buff i'm a film buff so i could get something from it if you're not any kind of film buff don't watch this movie (laughs) Uh, yeah. Even if you do, even if you are an avid movie enjoyer, if you don't consider yourself like someone who watches movies for the sake of understanding movies as a whole, don't watch this movie because it is it's just not enjoyable. I think it could have been a lot worse. I think it, there, it gets a few points for at least maintaining interest and such, which I think is impressive to maintain, uh, at least to maintain my interest. I thought that was impressive for the lack of dialogue and such. But yeah, it's uh, it's not one I def I would throw around and give to a bunch of people to watch. I'm not going to be ranting about it. Are there any last things you want to say before we hop into the surveys, Ian? No, I, but yeah, I think we've covered everything. Let's see what turns up in the surveys. So as we mentioned earlier, I think it was a 3.4 that our audience gave it. Uh, we asked how much did it disturb you? And we had as low as a one. We had as high as an eight. So someone was very disturbed by this movie. I would, I'd fall maybe like in the two or three category. Mm-hmm. 
because I recognize where it would be disturbing, but it didn't jar me with that. Same. And I think is because I was so bored, I think I just couldn't be disturbed. I think the closest it got was, you know, just sort of um, uncanny valley sort of feeling uh, just with the animal heads. Yeah. Which could have been used so much better. Yeah. I, and I will say I, I did really enjoy the scene, as I mentioned earlier, of the guy actually being felt sympathy for like we would for a dog, which is weird. But it was an interesting emotion to provoke. Mm-hmm. So good on them for that, at least. Yeah, that that so in a way that disturbed me, but I found more interest in it just as the emotion it was provoking. So we asked what aspect of the movie disturbed you the most. I wish you lucky, and this is not an easy one. Oh, <laughs> the first one, the uncanny animal heads attached to human forms. Our second is the implication of human butchering and bloody aftermath. The third being the physical abuse and torture of human beings. And the last being the hunting down and capturing of human beings. Uh, I'm going to go for abuse. Okay, Abuse took it, you think? Yeah. Okay. And uh, which one didn't take the cake again? There was there. I'm, I'm going to give you a hint. There were two that weren't voted on. That's two that weren't voted on. Damn. Um, I'm going to go for. Let's get rid of the butchering. OK. And the hunting, the butchering and hunting. OK, the hunting w- was one of the ones not voted on. Actually, the animal heads wasn't voted on, which kind of shocked me. Wow. Yeah, that that is shocking because I, I really thought that would have at least gotten some attention because that was a part of the movie that was really well done. So that was like one of the only parts of the movie I thought was well done. Yeah, I, I was shocked to see that wasn't there. But yeah, the two that were voted on uh, what had the slight majority was the abuse and torture. Right below that was the butchering of humans. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, I 100 percent was like, everyone's just going to vote for the animal heads because they're interesting. But now I misjudged. Yeah. I'm surprised. I know. Um, so I asked a few questions that I asked earlier about the beginning and ending scenes. I asked, what do you believe the significance of our opening scene to be? Uh, <laughs> our responses were great. Thank you for this. Our first one is literally just, I have absolutely no clue. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and I'll give the last one real quick. It was just some spooky shit, which is my favorite response. <laughs> so good on you for that. Because uh, that's really what it comes down to. Uh, these two actually got into it, and I admire you for getting into it. As to whether or not you're right, I'm not the one to say. Uh, I don't think anyone can. It establishes the point of the film. After the first scene, the roles are flipped, but at the end of the day, the, sen- the entire piece is just trying to communicate the horrors of animal cruelty. I don't know how the first scene establishes that. I get that with the last scene, but I don't get it with the first scene. In a way, I think that's kind of like what I was saying. Yeah earlier so i i mean i i think i agree um the in the, line, the next one is the old man is a trophy hunter seeing the fox sets off or coincides with a neurological event reversing the roles of humans and animals in his mind the entire movie is inside his head reimagining human animal relationship through this new lens that is a lot more similar to what i thought i just thought it was the fox's imagination but oh. the fox is dead so you do have one on me no i i like that one actually that, that, that's a good one yeah I, I'm going to give you big props on that one. I like that. Did you catch what happened at the ending? If so, put it here and tell us what it meant to you. Uh, our first one is, if I'm being honest, I mentally checked out after the dogfighting ring bullshit. Okay. <laughs> That's all right. Uh, for a split second, the deer and the person switch places. We see the man shooting the gun, flipping us back into our reality. 
I honestly don't think it impacted me at all. The movie's message was so heavy-handed that it did not surprise me in the slightest. Yeah, I think that's that's what we got into. The message was said, but heavy-handed. Yeah, I like it was very obvious. I think is how I'm reading that. It was just like a slap in the face, but it wasn't well done. It was like you slapped him with like a bare hand, like forward instead of like a backhand with a white glove. We wanted the backhand with a white glove. Yeah, exactly. It's not like it's not a slap that shames you. It's a slap that's just like, why'd you do that? Yeah, it's like trying to lightly get your attention. Yeah. You're just like, why are you slapping my face to get my attention? Uh, the whole movie has been a neurological glitch in the mind of this deer hunter. The final scene reverses the role of man and beast, hunter and hunted, back to the world we live in. The animals never stood a chance. <laughs> the, uh, that's a good one. <laughs> I'm, I'm laughing because I got to look at the next one. <laughs> okay, I thought you were just like... No, that, that, that's not, a good like, one. The animals never stood a chance. And I, did, I, did, I liked that you kind of tied it to the hunter being... I think, as if I'm understanding, the hunter being the man we see in the end as well. Or like the first guy being the last guy, just a younger version. Uh-huh. Um, which is an interesting idea. I didn't think of that. No, our last one is... Don't think so. Probably some spooky shit. <laughs> That's fair, yeah. It, it uh <laughs> it was kind of spooky. I don't know. Oh man. I mean, you know, I was also um it was weird. They they messed with time uh in this movie one time. Like one there was one time that they messed with time. Yeah. Um and that's that like they set up like this guy running as the elk chasing him. They set they like played that scene and then they went back and then they showed the elk like waiting. Um mm-hmm. and then they actually like showed how the guy like escaped and started running in the first place. I, I love messing with time, but it has to have structure and, and reason. Yeah, you gotta make it meaningful and understandable. Yeah, and, and this definitely felt like uh well, it'd be cool if we did this. Let's just put uh, let's just reverse the order of this one particular anthology um, like story. Like if they did that with all the stories to some extent, maybe make more sense because it's at least consistent. But because you're just throwing it at us randomly and there's nothing to tell us that that's the case, it's just confusing and um, uncalled for. Yeah. And I think that's what I, our last question is. Anything else you want to tell us about the movie? Just an open ended. Let us know your thoughts. And I think that's kind of what we get at. The first one is just bad movie with a little heart emoticon, which is fair. Um, and the next one is, and I think this really gets to the heart of the issue with this movie. Why does this exist? Who is this for? I honestly feel like watching footage from a real dog fight would be more impactful, which yes, there's no reason not to put together something like that would show you the real stuff because it would mean more. The, the purpose for this movie doesn't work because it's not done well enough. It doesn't supersede what could have already been done and what probably already has been done. Yeah. The next one is, I had to stop 10 minutes from the end because the camera work was making me queasy. That's I guess hmm. there was a lot of like back and forth in the camera work, which is fair. I thought it, I thought it overall it was well shot, but I did get like fast in the end of the camera work. Yeah. Um, it was an interesting mind game, but not enough story to connect with any of the characters. BoJack Horseman, season two, episode five, Chickens, makes many of the same points using humor and had a bigger emotional impact for me. Yeah, it's... It had a driving force like and it's, I said it earlier. The only thing that will keep you watching this movie is interest, curiosity of like what's going on, what's happening next. Um, mm-hmm. But that isn't sparked by anything. It's just one you have to come at the movie with. So having something like comedy um, or tragedy, some there needed to be an underlying emotion to get us there. Yeah. 
And that's why the like I think the really good scene was the of course the dog fighting scene when he's going to the owner or the dog owner. I don't um because there was tragedy under that. We had something there. Um there was fear with the other ones to a degree, which made it work, but the rest of them there was there wasn't anything too impactful behind it. So yes. And our, I don't know who's writing these ones, but I I love you. It's uh just animals really pulled an Uno reverso on that one. <laughs> <laughs> well said well said yeah you know, ultimately when you rate this movie it would be like just an emoji of a dog and then like a new note reverse card there you go yeah and that's, that's really all it is <laughs> you have any final thoughts on the movie Ian? i feel like there's for a movie that is supposed to be so impactful supposed to have a message it feels like it it's very little to discuss because of how bland it comes out yeah it, it is just it is just quite bland it sets you up for disappointment, really. And mm. it was funny because, of course, I looked at the um, I looked at the running time for this movie and I'm like, oh, an hour. That's short. <laughs> and then it, it felt very, very. Yeah, it long. feels like a good two hours. Yeah. So, <laughs> so it's just if, if nothing happens, um, it feels like for so many of the scenes, the things that do happen seem forced. Um, there doesn't seem to be purpose, really, within the story itself behind it. Um, and the actual purpose of the actual purpose of why the story exists, why the movie exists, what the message is, uh, is simply not compelling. It's not well thought out. It feels like. Um, so yeah, it's just yeah, yeah. I I just I don't like it. Yeah, and I'll revisit my score because I gave it a five, but that's very film. That's a very film buff five. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not. If I were rating it just as like a person who wanted to watch a horror movie. The movie does get like a three. Yeah. So, yeah, that's that's where we sit with it. Uh, are there worse? Yeah, probably. Yeah, <laughs> I think we've seen a couple of them. Yeah, but I'm it's sure. definitely down there. Yeah. Um, interesting idea, though. I give it props for an interesting idea. Yeah. And I, I give it props for the way that they actually designed the animals, the people animals. Mm-hmm. Um, that was well done. Yeah, it was good. And uh, and yeah, I'd say overall it was it was as well shot. Um, nothing like crazy, but it seemed professional and like you know high quality. Even though it, when looking at the actual story, it feels like this. Just looking at like the camera work and everything, and the quality production, like the acting, like it didn't it didn't feel like someone just slapped this together. Um, you know, it does feel like a production. It's just that what they produced wasn't very good. Yeah, it was well made. It wasn't well thought out. Yeah, I think that's yeah, that's the key. Cool. Well, I think that's all we have for today. Anonymous animals, probably you don't, but if you're really curious, go for it. And we will catch you the next time. We have been Paths of Fear. We try to get these out every Sunday, right? Is our release date? Our yeah, release day? I don't know when I'm getting this one out. Um, We've been messed up because of finals. Yeah, we're currently recording this at well, for me, 11.34 p.m. on Sunday. So oh, it's not coming out today. <laughs> um, but we do hope to get back on track with this upcoming week. So thank you guys so much for tuning in. We do hope to be streaming more as well. That's twitch.tv slash Paths of Fear. And feel free to hop on our Discord. Link in the description if you want to come rate our movies with us. They're not all as bad as this one. Believe us. Um, yeah, we, we're, we've, we're on a bit of a streak of bad movies right now. We kind of are. We, we, need, to, we need to put some good ones out. I, I vote Brightburn next time. But uh, yeah. we'll catch y'all later. Farewell. Yeah, bye, everyone. Bye.